Thanks for listening. For earlier access to these episodes, access to Ask Me Anything sessions, and extended breakdowns of historical and current events, please consider joining our Warning Premium community by clicking the link in the description to this episode. Tim Scott, the junior United States Senator from South Carolina has thrown his hat into the ring, seeking to become the MAGA GOP nominee. Now, the announcement speech is an important day in any candidacy. It tells us a lot about the candidate, about how he thinks, about what he believes about himself, what it is that they see staring back when they look in the mirror and come to the conclusion that it is they who should be the most powerful person on earth, the person in charge of America's potent nuclear arsenal. We'll take apart Tim Scott's speech today. We'll analyze it. We'll look for what makes him special, unique, and we'll assess, can he win the Republican nomination? Can he dethrone Donald Trump as the MAGA king? I've said earlier that I expect that Tim Scott will be securely in second place by July 4th. I expect that he will dethrone Ron DeSantis and become Donald Trump's chief competitor. Understanding his speech help explains why. Tim Scott is running a traditional up from your bootstraps story steeped in the American mythology that anything is possible if you work hard and play by the rules. Tim Scott talks about this at length. He talks about his mother working 16 hours a day and he even regales his audience with a story about how his mother severely beat him, sending him onto the straight and narrow path. Let's watch. But she had a different approach. She introduced me to a different form of encouragement. It was applied from right about here all the way down to here. One of the first things that any campaign has to do when trying to beat the front runner, when trying to win the championship, trying to knock down the champ, who in this instance is Trump, where will they win? What state in the early contest gives them the best chance to score a victory? For Tim Scott, that's the state of Iowa. And Tim Scott today brought a very good Jesus game. Let's listen. All of God's people come together. Black ones and white ones, the red ones and brown ones. Faith in God. Faith in himself and faith in what America would be. Nobody should underestimate the capacity for this stuff to work in the state of Iowa, which is filled with evangelical voters. There's a great threat facing the American people. Didn't you hear about it? It's always from the insidious, malevolent, always lurking, ever-present, always invisible, never actually heard from they it is a dark dark conspiracy of days and thems amorphous who are coming to get us and tim scott does this superbly first-rate demagoguery as he talks about the days coming to get the maga people but unfortunately under president biden our nation is retreating away from patriotism and faith. The fewest people 
in 30 years believe that their kids will be better off than their parents. And the radical left is pushing us into a culture of grievance instead of a culture of greatness. One important aspect in any presidential election is an intangible. It's presidential bearing. President Biden is under constant assault by a right-wing sphere machine that infers that he's seen on it. Donald Trump proved through a thousand actions and more than 30,000 lies that he's totally incompetent, incapacitated, and unfit for the office of president of the United States. Now, a few years back, Howard Dean gave a speech after the Iowa caucuses. Let's watch. We're going to South Carolina and Oklahoma. Compare. And I can't tell you how much I mean this in the depths of my heart. I'm so proud to be an American. I hope you are. Are you proud to be an American? I, I can't hear you. I, I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Oh, yeah. Tim Scott does seem a bit exuberant. He'll have to work on this in the weeks ahead. But if you were to evaluate the speech as a campaign advisor standing back, hoping to beat Trump somewhere, somewhere early, it was a great start. Tremendous, tremendous job with the up from your bootstraps ethos and narrative that anybody can do it if you just work hard enough. This is foundational to the modern Republican ethos and goes all the way back with the lineage to Ronald Reagan talking about the welfare queens in the 1980 election. This is Tim Scott's version. We live in the land of opportunity. We live in the land where it is absolutely possible for a kid raised in poverty, in a single parent household, in a small apartment, to one day serve in the people's house and maybe even the White House. When you think about the, the miracle of America, it always comes down to someone who loves unconditionally, who goes the extra mile, who's tough as nails, and who puts it all on the line. And for me, y'all be careful back there now. For me, it's my mom. Now, husband then, John Moniz, who caught me at the right time, who helped me survive some really hard times. And for those of you who wonder if it's possible for a broken kid and a broken home to rise beyond their circumstances, the answer is yes. Will Tim Scott be able to dethrone Donald Trump? Probably not. But of all the Republican MAGA candidates in the race, he is the best shot at doing so. Soon, he is likely to pass Ron DeSantis by. I predict that by July 4th, he's likely to be competing or ahead 
for second place. In the months ahead, he will become Trump's chief alternative. DeSantis is Trump's cheapest invitation. That will become clear as DeSantis announces his candidacy later this week. Tim Scott is off to a good start in his pursuit of the MAGA nomination. The first thing he has to do is climb out of the asterisk and into the space where he's second place. He'll be on the move. He has the money to move. In a few short weeks, look for Tim Scott to be in second place. One of the most important issues facing the United States is the total, absolute, and complete collapse of trust between the American people and many of the most important institutions in the country. They extend across all sectors. They include political, media, business, charitable, and religious institutions. One of the things that's playing out in Washington, D.C., right now, as we speak, are negotiations between President Joe Biden and Speaker of the House Kevin McCarthy over the raising of the debt ceiling. What is the debt ceiling? And why has this become a crisis? Why is it an emergency all of a sudden, out of the blue? Why is it that America might run out of money on June 1st and send tsunami waves across the global economy, crushing the bank accounts, the investments of ordinary, hardworking American families for no reason whatsoever? What is this debate about? What is the debt ceiling and why does it matter? The United States of America soon will be 250 years old. It's been a constitutional republic since 1787. Every single generation of American leaders, and it hasn't mattered what political party they belong to, have understood the moral imperative of not bankrupting the country of making sure the public treasuries were in good standing. If you look at some money, American money that is, you'll see some notes on it. It says, in God we trust. The American dollar is backed by the full faith and credit of the United States. What that means in short is America pays its debts. America does not default. This gives security for investors who buy American debt, buy American treasuries, buy American securities. They know for sure that they will be paid back. Thank you for watching. Make sure you subscribe to our channel so you never miss a video. Also, for more content just like this, please consider joining our warning premium community. You can find out more in the description below. The simple truth of the matter is, America doesn't have a fiscally responsible political party, and it doesn't have fiscally responsible politicians. America's political leadership of both political parties has been on an epic spending spree for a quarter of a century. Let's take a look at it. When Bill Clinton became president of the United States, the debt was four and a half trillion dollars. When he left office, it was nearly $6 trillion. Compared to his successors, though, he was a titan of fiscal probity and responsibility. Next came George W. Bush. 
He entered office with nearly $6 trillion in debt. And when he left the presidency eight years later, it was on the edge of $12 trillion. Barack Obama added another $10 trillion in debt over his eight-year presidency. Donald Trump was the biggest spender of all, adding nearly $8 trillion of debt in four short years. And after all of that, all of a sudden, America's debt is at $32 trillion. Here's what the debt ceiling debate is about. It's about whether we're going to pay that debt, whether we're going to make our payments on the money America's politicians have already spent. The spending that made us $32 trillion in debt. Now, America has certain advantages in the world. The dollar is the world's reserve currency. The Chinese, the Brazilians, the Russians, they all want to challenge that because it gives the United States enormous advantages. Why is the dollar the reserve currency of the world? Because of its stability. Because of the fact the safest bet in the world is that the United States of America will never miss a debt payment, at least until now. This issue is concocted, manufactured. It is a crisis that is the equivalent of picking up a gun, loading it, and holding it to your head. The United States Congress has taken the United States hostage. They've taken the economy hostage. They've taken the American family hostage. For what reason? Like always, politics. This is a despicable and low moment. Kevin McCarthy has demonstrated an utter lack of aptitude for deal-making. What deals has Kevin McCarthy ever made? These negotiations playing out in Washington are a nationally and globally televised game of chicken. All of the sounds that you hear coming from the White House or from the Congress saying that we're making good progress, the negotiations are on track, should be treated with maximum skepticism. Kevin McCarthy has shown no promise in being able to be pragmatic, make deals, put the national interest first. This is an entirely unnecessary negotiation because it's an entirely concocted and manufactured crisis. None of this should be happening. America needs a fiscal plan. That's job one of America's politicians, to spend the public treasuries, raising the revenue necessary to run the government, and spending the taxpayer money wisely. What this default will do is cause shockwaves across the global economy. It will tank global markets. It could have 150 different terrible consequences and outcomes, all of them crashing down spectacularly on the average working person. That's who gets hurt. The family's trying to put kids in college. The middle-class family's squeezed between elderly parents and younger children. This is unnecessary. This is not something that the American people should have to deal with, worry about, or be stressed about. It's being inflicted upon them by America's politicians, by America's MAGA politicians who love to spend, but then when the bill comes due, are refusing to pay it. 
But it's not their credit that they're risking. It's the nation's. The full faith and credit of the United States matters to every single American. And watching it be squandered by extremist MAGA politicians is something that every American should understand who is responsible for it. It's unnecessary. It's a crisis of Kevin McCarthy and the MAGA Congress's own making. The days ahead, we'll see increasing tumult in the global economy. A week from now, there will be no deal. A week from now, the panic will increase. America will be at the edge of default and the global economy on the edge of chaos. Why? For what reason? To score a hit on Fox News? To please the Fox and Friends hosts in the morning or Laura Ingram in the evening? There are a few examples of anything that have ever been more ludicrous than the seeming profoundly stupid debt ceiling debate playing out in Washington, D.C.